for the quitters. Game quitters. Listen up, quitters. Game quitters. It's the Game Quitters Podcast with Cam Adair and Jason Wellwood. Wipe off those potato chip crumbs, get up off the couch. Today's guest, RJ Carter, shows you how to go from consumer to producer. And now, if only I had a dollar for every time I've said it's Camadare, I'd have ten dollars. It's Camadare! of the Game Quiz Podcast. I'm your host, Camadare, here with our co-host, Jason. Jason, what's up? Nothing much other than my muscles are just uh, swelling right now. I just did a great workout, you know? You get that post-workout swell, get the swell on, get the protein powder in you, and you're just feeling good, you're feeling ready to go. That's, that's me right now, man. What was your workout like? You lift weights, you go to a gym, hit yoga? Oh, you know what? I uh, just started working out like regularly uh, four times a week again because I got sick, but I did leg day today. So I like to lift weights, but like leg day is always easy while you're doing it. And then like for three days after it just sucks hard. So I'm not looking forward to the next couple of days because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be, you know, having some trouble getting up and down. But uh, I'll manage. I uh, went for a good run in the morning too, though. It's been super nice out here all summer. So I, I usually go out for a good run around the block. And yeah, man, just, just feeling great right now. So In, enjoy your two weeks of summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got about uh, maybe what, week to go, you know. It'll be a couple nice. more days. It'll be nice. It'll be snowing by. Snow is on its way. Get out the winter gear. <sighs> People listening to this will think that we're kidding, but Calgary really only has two or three weeks of summer really and then it just starts snowing and it's horrible oh my god okay. I no longer live there mr exaggeration over here it's not that bad in fact it's been nicer you know everybody this isn't something i should be joking about because it is a pretty shitty thing but global warming is working well for us here in calgary <laughs> that's funny but anyway so we've got important things to talk about all joking aside isn't that right yeah yeah, tell us a little. So we have an awesome interview today that, that you actually did. Tell us a little bit about that, and then let's see kind of where that takes us. Well, uh, yeah, we've got RJ Carter on the show, and if you've never heard that name before, RJ is an up and coming content producer. Now, the thing I love about this guy is that he is so motivated. He's got this whole thing that he he this uh, you know what do I call it? Like a theory. He bases his life around it. It's uh. What's the word look for? Fill me in here. Philosophy. Life philosophy philosophy about uh, producing content. It's from taking yourself from being a content consumer, which oftentimes, especially nowadays, when you got games, you got Netflix, you got the internet, you got everything, right? It's so easy to overconsume things. He's trying to do the opposite and find ways to become more of a producer. So to contribute to the constant stream of things out there in the world to consume he, he wants to be a part of that and it's just a great talk coming up today you're gonna love this because if you've ever found yourself in a situation where maybe you you find you come home at the end of a day of school or work and and you just want to sit down and game or you know just turn off and do nothing but there's a part of you that knows you want to change you're just not sure how to do it there's going to be a lot of great advice in here and steps you can take right now to start making that change to become more of a producer yourself and i promise you this I'll say this, once you get into that state where you're starting to produce more, 
it is like a momentum you're like a boulder rolling down a hill you just keep going faster and faster you're going to want to do more and more so uh look forward to that because he is just on top of his game with this stuff and it's going to be a great interview so before we dive into the interview i just wanted to riff a little bit on an idea that is inspired by two posts on the game quiz forum this week if you're not familiar, GameQuitters.com has a forum where you can journal and interact with other people just like yourself who are really trying to live the best life possible. And one of the interesting things that happens, and this comes from a post by Giblets. His name is Jared. Jared and I were hanging out in Vegas recently. He's from Australia, I think, maybe New Zealand. Fuck, I always forget. He, he came all the way is. to Vegas from Australia or New Zealand? He was there for a bachelor's party, oh. and it just coincidentally happened to be the same date that I was there so he got to come and, and see the speech and, and we got to hang out for a bit afterwards and take a selfie and things like that which was awesome uh, great guy but he, he made a post yesterday on the forums about how something he notices is, is for some members they'll join the forums they'll start to see results and then they'll leave and they'll leave because they kind of have this sense of you know I'm doing better so I don't need to continue to journal or, or continue to have support from the community you know, maybe they join the forums for 90 days, and after the 90-day detox, they decide to move on. And what's interesting is that this is a very common idea that we have in our life where maybe we reach a goal, and then we stop striving for the next one. And it's this idea of actually doubling down on what's working. So find what works and double down on it. When you quit gaming for 90 days, you start to see results. You start to feel better emotionally, psychologically, physically maybe, because you're even going to the gym. You start hanging out with friends. You start to have different hobbies. Like things are going well. And because things are going well, your mind plays this trick where it says, hey, things are going pretty well now. Maybe you can go back in game. Like things aren't so bad anymore. And so you do. Next thing you know, you relapse. You start binging. After a couple days, you're gaming all the time. And next thing you know, you're back in the same position you were before, where now you're like, fuck, I have to quit once again. And like, I can't believe that I got myself back into this situation. And it's from this idea of doubling down on what works. So if 90 days of gaming or no gaming, I mean, has helped you improve your life, maybe you should do another 90 days. Maybe commit to the next six months. Maybe commit to a year. But keep doing the things that are helping you live the life that you want instead of feeling better and using that as justification to go back into the things, the very things that were causing the problems in the first place. And I want to contrast this with another post on the forums by Spinips. Spinips? I think I said that right. Spinips. Anton. Mm. He's from Finland. And Anton has been journaling on the forums for two years. He's been, I guess, the most dedicated member we really had. He was the most consistent. And... He made a post yesterday as well about how he's actually moving on. And he's moving forward. He's got a year of military service ahead of him. And he just feels like there's this new chapter opening. And, and because of that, he needs to let go of the old one, which includes the forums. And, and I'm fully supportive of this. I think this is great. And I think this is a great example of someone who really dedicated himself and, and used the systems available to really improve his life to now be at a point where it's just time to move forward. And the difference, though, is that there was two years. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs two years or, or any specific amount of time, but certainly more than 90 days. And really just evaluating what that looks like in your, in your own life. So, you know, the recipe for success is pretty simple. Do what works and keep doing what works. And so just be careful as you go forward in, in your journey 
that as things improve, don't stop doing the things that were helping you improve in the first place, whether that's not gaming, maybe not hanging out with a certain group of friends, whatever it is. Continue to do the things that are helping you succeed in your life because that's ultimately how you'll be successful long-term. Totally agree. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, oh man, you got all these thoughts just uh, flowing in my mind. You know, Cam, I'm feeling pretty good about my process here. I'm about three weeks left to the 90-day detox. I think I'm just going to quit now. I don't need it anymore. Hey, I'm doing great. So uh, from now on, I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting Game Quitters. I'm done. In fact, I'm going to open my own website, Game Quitters Quitters. So I don't need you anymore, man. I'm done. I'm never going back, baby. Yeah, I'm going to be just fine. What do you think of that, Mr. Cam? (laughs) I think it's a horrible idea. (laughs) That's the opposite of what you should be doing. Cam's right. Finish your commitments. I mean... Look, I don't know where you might be in your detox right now if, if you're doing the detox, but he's so right. I mean, you're going to finish it and there might be a part of you that's like, yeah, I don't need it anymore. I completed it. Well, that would be the same as me. Like I said, when we started the show, I got sick a little while ago and I fell off my exercise schedule. I worked very hard to get back into better shape. And then when I got sick, the whole time I was sick, I was just like, damn, I don't want to be sick right now because I'm going to lose muscle mass. I'm not going to be active for like a good week until I'm better. And it sucks. You know, I don't want to be in that situation. Walking away prematurely from something like this would be much the same. I mean, think of all the benefit it's bringing to your mental health and your life in general. And then you just decide, well, I'm just going to stop now. That would be like letting your muscles atrophy and go to waste. Much like when I got sick, it happened to me and I fell off the wagon a little bit. I had to put in a lot of hard work to get back to where I was that I wish I wouldn't have had to, but it's the same for you. Think about it. I mean, what Cam's saying is, is totally true. You might feel really good or you might feel it's time to go, or you might just relapse and, and decide, well, you know what? I already screwed up, so I might as well just stop now. No, the, it's like the longer you take away from this process, the harder it's going to be to come back. It doesn't mean you can't come back, but, uh, just do yourself a favor and, and, uh, Don't uh, think that uh, you have to stop. And I think another thing you could do, let's say you finish the 90-day detox and you want to enhance your your commitment or continue, you could offer a helping hand to other people on the forum and that will keep you engaged. I think that's a great way to stay engaged even if you're done. There's someone on there who's just getting started on their journey. Think of what you could offer that person. I mean, you know the whole process now. You know what they're going to go through. Send them a message. Say, hey, uh, I know this is going to be a hard couple weeks for you, but don't give up. I went through this. I'm here to answer questions. And I think just by doing something like that, not only is it going to make you feel great because you're you're helping, you're volunteering your time to, to make someone else's life better, but it's going to keep you committed to staying off games as well. So, so maybe just that as a su- suggestion could be great for some of our, our users on the community. Another exercise that you can do that will really help you with this is for the next week, journal whether it's on the game quiz forum or just you know privately in in your own room every night write down three things that were working for you that day three things that helped you have a good day three things that just you found worked i did this on a trip to europe where i was there for two months and, and every day i would just write down three things that were working for me in my life the insights were amazing so if you want to actually apply this into your life for the next week, journal three things every night that helped you have a good day. What actually contributed to that? What's working in your life? 
The more you focus on what's working in your life, the more you'll actually have results long term. And, you know, honestly, one of the best ways for you to to have more things working in your life is to take more action, to apply things. And that's exactly what this episode is all about today. So I hope you enjoy the interview with RJ Carter. He's going to talk all about being a creator, not a consumer, which is also one of my most popular YouTube videos. You can check that out. But I hope you guys enjoy the interview. And Jason, thanks for taking this one. Hey, no problem. Looking forward to it. Here's RJ Carter. Enjoy. Hey there, Game Quitters community. Jason Wellwood here sitting down with RJ Carter. He's our guest on the show today. And before we get rolling here, if you hear me, if I sound incredibly stuffed up, I'm just getting over a nasty cold. So I'm going to try to do as little talking as I can today. And uh, we're going to use those freshly shined vocal cords on the other end of the phone here today to, to do some of the talking. And my guest, as I said, RJ Carter, Tell me, RJ, you are a Game Quitters community member. You found Game Quitters because you wanted a change in your life, but you've got something really cool that you kind of brought to Cam and I that inspired us to have you on the show, and that's that you want to talk a bit about going from someone who maybe you were before, which was a consumer of content. You were over-consuming content, but you started to see that, you know what, I want to make a change in my life. I want to be more of a producer. I want to do things. I want to get things done. And that's the journey you've made. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on about how you did that and how the people listening today can make that happen for themselves. But first, I want to know, who are you, RJ Carter? Tell me a bit about your backstory, how you found Game Quitters, what brought you here today? Yeah, so... So communities of uh, Game Quitters World and, uh, you know, RJ Carter here. And first off, you know, thanks to Jason and Cam for putting me on the show. Um, and, uh, you know, taking my idea up. It's a privilege and opportunity that I would like to take advantage. And uh, so just to start off, you know, RJ Carter is my alias. Uh, been a part of the community um, for as long as I can remember. I think I was one of the first to see the videos. And <clears throat> a little bit a little bit nervous here in my first recording, but... A little bit about myself, 23 years old. I was born in Africa, came here when I was about five. I live in the Pacific Northwest area. And uh, about four four years ago, I'd say, uh, or, yeah, after, um, you know, actually dropping out of college, I started reading some books there, uh, you know, because when you, you don't go to school and stuff like that, you kind of are in a do-or-die mode. And I uh, started reading books and got in the YouTube atmosphere of improving yourself, getting techniques, getting ideas. Uh, compounding those to become a better version of yourself and, uh, you know, for your family and the community at large. And so, and definitely um, Cam's channel and the community has definitely helped in that uh, aspect. So, you know, proud to be here and sharing the story and techniques. Nice. So when you found Cam's channel, I'm curious, do you remember what the first video was that popped up for you and you went, oh, what is this? I, I got to check this out. You know, it was, because uh, I remember I was Googling, I was like, is video games a waste of time? Because I was, in, it, was it was like a battle between within myself, um, because it was one of those things where, you know, video games, they, they're actually beneficial on some level, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an accomplishment thing. But at the end of it all, you know, I think Cam related in the video, he talks about there's always this empty feeling. He pretty much uh, broke it down, like, you know, why you shouldn't play video games. And it's very much, uh, you know, I think it was called cognitive dissonance to where uh, he's playing uh, almost devil's advocate, but not. And it was it, was, it kind of got to your brain to where, you know, video games are kind of a waste of time. And it's, uh, it's a very, it's a, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people, I would argue, debate it. Uh, whether they should be playing, whether they should be now, whether they should cut down the hours. Or they when you talk about that, like, should you play or should you not? 
like I think the thing that we always try to remind people too is it's not about hey is it good or bad it's just is it good or bad for you it's like you know it's almost impossible to say that video games are bad and just throw that as like a blanket statement over the entire you know world that is gaming because you're right you even said it yourself earlier there are benefits you do feel accomplished it can help you unwind and relax but at the end of the day if it's not bettering your life is it good for you and i think that's what brought you here today because for you you realized hey listen i need to make a change in my life i have that empty feeling and games aren't filling the void so for you what things did you bring into your life once you started realizing you wanted to make a change that filled the hole yeah, man. So uh, most definitely is books. I think a lot of people when they get, you know, self improvement, uh, being a producer, one of you know all of the great minds of history have read books and I've read books too. So uh, one of one of the key books that I would recommend is the Success Through Stillness by Russell Simmons. Ah, Success Through Stillness by Russell Simmons. Tell me, what's that about? Transcendental meditation. And if you actually do a little bit of research, the course is like a thousand five hundred dollars, but. Uh, and moreover than the actual technique, it was the the simple concept that, wow, books have information in them that, you know, I would have lived for a thousand years, I would have not figured out. And uh, from that, from that, you know, atmosphere, uh, it kind of got me more into going to Barnes and Noble, it's more to, you know, looking at Amazon and see, uh, you know, what other books are, you know, techniques and stuff like that, because it very much is um, like a video game, you know, it's a, you know, you're a magician, you're a warrior, you're a, uh, a fighter with a sword and you know when you read a book you know you quote unquote pick up spells you know to help you to benefit you uh you know health potions you can use metaphors of you know buying things to benefit your life you know once once you become you know you're the main character in your life you know video games becomes an easier and easier thing to let go of i really like that way you described it too in in the sense that you know you can pick things up from literature or i guess any medium really but like you 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 know you get a new power up or a new skill or you unlock something just by reading a book that's really cool do you think that growing up with video games yourself and playing well obviously it did it inspired the way you looked at you know at things this way but do you feel like maybe that was the benefit for you of video games that you took that positive thing out of it and applied it to the next step in your life Yes, for sure, because, um, and it's funny, too, uh, I, I don't think there should be a regret factor. Like, I actually very much enjoy playing video games as a youth, um, because, honestly, looking back, it was a great time. I wouldn't trade it away. Um, yes, yeah, it, it teaches you a lot of things about life, uh, you know, and it's, you know, a, a good quote I picked up was, uh, if you're fighting enemies in real life, then you're, it means you're doing something good. It means you're actually progressing throughout the game. You painted a great picture of the benefits of video games and i think that's probably helped you look at video games and just i guess any content in general from the perspective that you now look at it and that is am i a consumer of content or am i a producer of content and you see the fundamentals in the way a game works there's lessons to be learned there's things you can take out and apply to other mediums and you've done that very well and i think today the point of this podcast is to teach you the listener how to do that yourself so if you find yourself constantly playing video games and maybe you think about well what if i could make something you know what if i could be working on a project accomplishing these goals and know that at the end of the day it was all because of my hard work and effort rather than just consuming the things made by others 
Of course, in our lives, we all need to consume content because you need to relax and unwind sometimes. You can't produce all of the time. And I'm sure you don't, right, RJ? No, no. No, nobody does. Because it's it would just drain you. Your creative energies would just be depleted. And how can you create anything of value without, you know, going and, and viewing and experiencing content that others have created? So there has to be a healthy balance, right? That's that's key. But tell me, to get there, to make that healthy balance where you can consider yourself a producer of content and be proud of the work that you do, the first question I have for you is, what does transitioning from being just a consumer and into a producer mean? And can you define that in your own words? Yeah, so um, I would say it boils down to percentage uh, throughout the day. So uh, for right now, you know, people that are addicted, they're, I say, 90% consumers, 100% consumers even. And the idea is to actually uh, get that percentage up. So you can be a 50% consumer, 50% producer. Um, and the technique that I kind of use is that, uh, you know, once I get out my, uh, let's say, for example, writing sessions, like if I do a writing session, then I don't feel guilty about consuming content because that gives us uh, a break. There's also a technique too. Um, shout out to Tim Ferriss. He has this thing to where if you write or if you do, if you do anything for about 25 minutes, you take a five minute break and then that five minutes, you right. can listen to a song. You could, you know, read anything. You could relax. You could not do anything, and then you start yeah. back up. So you Pomodoro put the time up for twenty five. Is it okay? Okay, that's what it's called. I've been doing that, and uh, and from that, you you get that balance in, and you don't have to be a producer the whole day. But it's one of those things where even if you do, you know, just ten percent, that ten percent compounds to twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. Um, so kind of getting the balancing act, uh, and it, it all starts with a, a session. You know, twenty five minutes of drawing painting gardening uh you know fixing a car learning about a car uh you know any, anything under the sun um and also too was a, was a i was listening to a interview with chris rock and he was saying that uh in order to be a producer and like uh in writing like living life is actually writing uh buying groceries um you get an influence um you know just simple doing day-to-day tasks is actually uh, a form of creativity it's a form of being a producer because you use that and implement that in your material, in your creative work, um, and what have you. Very cool way to look at it, definitely. Um, I, I'm curious too, like you talk about this transition, and I think I should clarify maybe uh, before I go further. You may have heard me saying earlier, a producer of content. I think the term content here can be observed in, in a way, and uh, you can take it as, I'm not saying oh, like YouTube videos or podcasts. I mean, content as in anything. And like you even said, gardening was an example. Gardening, like that is a form of content. It's, you know, you're creating fruits and vegetables. You're, you know, bring, giving those life. That's in a way, I guess, a form of content. So f- for the purpose of this discussion, just think of content as that which you've created being a producer. Um, but yeah, moving forward. And also too, there's a... The- People don't realize, but there's a science to everything. Like, there's a science to wood carving. There's a science to, you know, say gardening. You learn about different plants, different seeds, how to water the soil, when to water the soil, how often. Uh, so, you know, if you, uh, it doesn't, like you are saying, like, because, you know, we're in the media atmosphere. So, we, we generally speaking, we would say writing or uh, podcasting or anything like that. But generally speaking, you know, um, you know, anything, you know, building birdhouses, there's a science, there's a mathematics to it. So, Uh, For a lot of people listening, you know, you could literally pick up anything and you'll gain skills. 
that's very cool. And I, I keep tying it back to this. But again, you look at video games, what skills are there and what are the components that make up a game? Apply that to whatever it is you have an interest in and try to look at it the same way if you're trying to make that transition yourself. Because again, like like you said, if you're going to garden, you need to know which seeds to plant. You need to know how to work the soil to uh, get the seeds to take root. You need to know when to water, how much water. You need to know all the components. So it's very much like learning the system of a game and how to succeed. But moving forward, I'm, I'm curious. The term consumer, uh, you know, I defined what we were talking about when we said what is producing content mean. But for consumer, from the perspective of someone who's a gamer, maybe someone listening right now that maybe you consider yourself a gamer and you want to make this change, how is someone a consumer? Is it just because they choose to play games or what makes you a consumer, I guess, in your in your view? Um, from my view, it would be someone that, uh, I think it relates back to uh, uh, Pablo Picasso. He goes, uh, good artists copy, great artists steal. And so when you actually like transition your mind into being a creator, you actually... Uh, instead of mindlessly consuming or um, instead of mindlessly playing the game or doing the activity, watching TV, whatever, you actually implement. So you, you try to steal, quote unquote, those ideas. Um, so if you love a, a, sto- uh, a game with a great story, you implement that story, you implement those characters in, in whatever you're writing. You know, the, you know, say garden, you know, you see a, a crazy tree or plant or something uh, you're always looking for something to take away. You know, at the end of a movie, you, you'll ask like, OK, so, oh, I see. Um. Uh, I think it was like Fight Club. They had a, you know, at the at one point in the movie, like you realize that um, they're they're the same person, and that's like, oh man, how can I use that in 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 some type of example, you know, in, in a story or what have you? So that's kind of the different mindset. Um, you can still play video games, but uh, just just change that perspective of what can I take away from this more than the more than the stats, more than the um, you know the the, the my name, my gamer tag on the leaderboards. Right. And it's so much more than, yeah, where is my gamer tag sitting on the leaderboards? Just like you say, it's like, what did I learn at the end of the day? I, I think with consumer, maybe it's more of a passive role, whereas producer is an active role. Just because you're taking the passive role doesn't mean there isn't value there. It's like you said, you could learn something from being a consumer. But at the end of the day, did you take what you learned and bring it into the active realm as a producer and make something of it. So great way to, to put that. Like one of the one of the my favorite things I remember I was, I was playing um uh, the Devil May Cry DMC and uh, I started getting into like uh, drawing a little bit. And one of my favorite things to do is actually look at the gaming art and just just analyze the the game art and say wow so how you know what what was the artist's mind how did they create this and uh, it becomes an even more enriching uh, experience to where you know at the end of the game once you beat it you know it's on to the next versus. When, when you're more of a, trying to look at it, uh, uh, inspiration, you know, you you look at the details of of the the art the art style, the color, the themes, the um, and you know just 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 the simple creations. Speaking of uh, yourself, I, I maybe if you don't mind me asking, I mean, if you're not comfortable answering this, that's totally fine. So I'll leave that one up to you. But um, I'm curious because you know sometimes with the name a name like Game Quitters, people get the impression that we are like you know, totally against games. Like there is no room in our community for games at all. And I think for a lot of people, that's the way they might see it. And even for people in our community, they might agree with that just because they know they they can't handle it. It's an addiction for them. And, and that's totally fine. However, I believe personally that 
there is a space in our lives for games if you know 100% that you can handle that. If you can't, the only person stopping you here is yourself. You have to be honest. But I'm curious, do you still find that you think about or maybe go to games for that inspiration to be a producer or are you just completely through with them at this point in your life? So uh, right now, I actually don't have any gaming systems, but definitely uh, there's always that nostalgic feeling. There's always that, um, you know, that that, that fun aspect of, you know, because you know what joy it brings you. So I think for me, it's more like I've been so busy and I feel so good doing the things I'm doing now that I don't really feel the, the pull. But I agree with you that there, it's art. It's stuff people are putting time and effort into, are producing with a purpose, you know, it's still a beautiful thing in its own way. But how do you, you know, extract value from it? Is it just, like I said earlier, covering up something you're hiding? Is it keeping you from your commitments? Is it taking away from your life? Well, then it's, it's probably a problem, right? But I, I do, uh, you know, respect that you can look at it that way. And I see that as your producer mindset, you see it and you go, wow, some of the stuff is really cool. It's exciting. It's nostalgic. And you know, how can I take away from that and maybe inspire myself to do more, right? Yes, very true. But at, at the end of the all, at the end of the day, though, um, it's very much, very much is, uh, uh, you know, let me let me stay away. Let me grow my, you know, uh, that's it, business and contests. Right. Like you were saying, like very big, like you actually feel good, uh, you know, because, you know, life is a video game, too. So, you know, you actually feel good build, building up your stats and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, and um, actually, I had a good question, too, because uh, every now and then you'll see on Cam's videos that someone is going to say, you can still, you know, have everything that Cam's talk about, be able to travel, make new friends, new connections, and play video games. And I'm, right. I'm actually still trying to figure that out. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the formula or the balance to that. I don't actually think there is a formula. I don't believe there is a formula or balance because at the end of the day, sure, I mean, you could travel and you could go do things, but here's how I think of it. If I'm out traveling the world, like I've never been to Europe before and it's something that uh, my wife and I talk about a lot. We want to go one day. And if I go to Europe, do you think I'm going to bring a handheld gaming system with me? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go and enjoy Europe because that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. If I'm gaming in between like, and some people try to justify things like that with, well, I'll do it before I go to bed at night, like when I have some downtime, but why do you need to? That's the real issue there is, do you need that? Can you go and travel and just forget about games? Or is it something that's always on your mind? If it's always there, and even when you're just trying to live your life and you can't stop thinking about games, that's the issue, right? But yeah, I, I could agree that if you're healthy and you can handle gaming without any of the negative uh, addicting you know, qualities that may be there, if you can come home and then be like, okay, I haven't gamed in months because I was traveling, but I feel like playing a game for a couple hours now that I'm home, okay, sure. It's funny you know? to say that too, because every time I've been on vacation, I I did not think about games. It was one of those things where I didn't even miss it. It was, it was only when I actually got home. It's like, oh yeah, I did play games. Let me let me see where I was and stuff like that. But for sure, when you when you go on vacation, it it, it becomes a backdrop in your mind, and you really are immersed in uh, you know real life activities. Oh, hundred percent, man. And again, like like I said, there's going to be people, like you say, commenting on the videos. You can totally have what Cam has. And I'm sure there are people out there that have that. I actually know people that have very success successful lives that play games on the side. But that's the thing you need to remember. Is it a problem for you? For those people, it is not a problem. And they know that and they're honest with themselves about that. That's what makes the difference. Yeah, and... So, um 
uh, uh, kind of to parallel that, I think I think what makes video games addicting uh, is actually you, you actually it kind of, it almost tricks you because you are an active member. It kind of tricks you to being a producer in the game um, because if you're listening to music, if you're you know uh, you know watching a movie or anything of the, anything like like that, you're passive. But in a video game, you're actually very active. Uh, so I think that's what makes it a, an addiction. But we could, you know, come back to that. Sure. Yeah, I could see what you're saying, though. It's kind of like maybe a little bit of a mind trick. Like you are taking part, and I'm sure I'm not saying you know there's no value in things that people create in video games. Sure, I've seen you know the Minecraft, for example. People have created some things that I just have seen before, where I go like, oh my god, that's like almost that is. Well, it is a work of art. That's actually quite beautiful. For me. I'm not saying that's not valuable and you didn't do something as a producer, but think of it like this. What if you could have put that effort into something that exists outside of the virtual world? What could that do for your life? Would it have been time better spent? Not to say the time you spent wasn't valuable, but could it have been maximized if you did it in the real world? Very true, very true. And um, I think think that's the caveat right there. That's the secret, the virtual world. Because uh, you could be a producer in the virtual world, but how how would that help you? There is sure. a difference. Um, sure, and and some could even argue that okay, in the virtual world, well, I make these amazing works of art, you know, and people see them, so my YouTube count goes up, I get more subscribers, and that translates to the real world. Okay, sure, that's actually a really good argument because you're right, it is a tangible benefit, but. I don't know, maybe there's a part of you that always wanted to learn how to speak another language. And maybe you spent, I don't know, hundreds of hours on this thing in Minecraft. What if you put a hundred hours into a new language? Would that add benefit to your life as well? I, I think it would. So where do your priorities lay? Like, you know, that, that's, that's a big question, right? It very much is. So let's uh, talk a bit more because, you know, we've used the term producer so much. And I think we've talked a little bit about how people can, uh, you know, become more of a producer in their lives. But for you, do you have any strategies that you could offer up to the listeners that could help them become more of a producer mindset? Yeah. So, uh, all, so yeah, a lot, all about techniques, right? So what, what I do, um, I just see, I've read this from the book, but one of the things uh, uh, that I do is, number one, just make your bed in the morning. Just wake up, make your bed. So get that out the way. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's funny because I just did it naturally, and then I was like, "Oh, it's actual." Okay, okay. So yeah, make your make your bed. But so the techniques. Uh, so what I do, I got this from James Altridge. Is he writes? He says, "Write ten ideas a day," and it doesn't oh, matter. You, you know what? Sorry, sorry to cut you off. You just I'm excited because I love that guy. I listen to his podcast like on a regular basis. He's great. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to James Altucher. Oh um, man, huge shout out to James Altucher. You know, by the way, if if James ever wants to do this podcast, <laughs> hit us up or we'll try to hit you up. The thing I love about that guy is he's so open to talking to just about anybody because he's just a down to earth dude. So who knows? Maybe one day we'll we'll be able to get there. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, RJ. Oh, no, no, please do. But anyways, um, so I, I use his ideas technique, right? Ten ideas a day, and. Uh, so I started doing that. So I, I wrote 10 ideas and it doesn't matter what they are. It could be, you know, do the laundry, right? It's just just a simple technique of sitting down and writing. And what I've actually done is I've actually grown that. So it ends up, end up being from 10 ideas to 15 to where I actually write for about uh, 12 minutes in the morning. So I put a timer on the phone and until that timer stops, I just come up with ideas. Um, 
And from that, it compounds. And the next step uh, I do is actually sit down and read for about 10 minutes. So uh, it doesn't matter what the content is. Uh, and I use it on the Kindle, so read. And and then after that, I actually sit in silence. There's a quote. It's, uh, you know, all of a man's problems comes from un- unable to sit in a room by himself. So for 10 minutes, it's, it's, it's sort of like a meditation. Uh, but, you know, to sit down, just let the thoughts uh, linger on and just uh, think about the day. Um, and those are techniques I use. And so from that, what I've actually done is actually, you know, I started painting. I went on YouTube on how to paint. I started drawing a little bit, um, you know, just, you know, the videos, you know, how to draw owl, how to draw a line and just copy those techniques. Wow. Nice. It sounds like those are all just great strategies. And I really like that you seem to have a focus for, you know, uh, how do I put it? Like you're making time for yourself. You're putting that time aside. You're going, this is important. I want to change into more of a producer every day. I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to commit. And I think that goes hand in hand with a, an episode that Cam and I just had recently where it was on the topic of commitment. You know, it makes all the difference, right? And I think that would be a huge, a huge factor in your success as a producer for sure. So, okay, let's see. You got all these things you like to do, like your routines in the morning. And like you said, you're not scared of trying things. Like you'll just throw on a video of uh how to draw on youtube and you'll you'll do that and you'll focus on just that and i really like that quote like you know i can't remember sorry i might be paraphrasing a bit here but you said you know like the true measure of a man is that he can sit in a room you know alone with nothing and that that was terrible maybe you should just repeat <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm, I'm paraphrasing the quote too but basically it was like uh, all of the man problems arise from being unable to sit in a room by himself in silence yeah. stuff like that there you go yeah see that was much nicer much more elegant thank you <laughs> and i like that though because that's true and i think games kind of take that away from us too where you're distracted constantly it's like you know things are changing so fast it's the almost the opposite of meditation in in some ways where it's like just clear the mind where games kind of like kind of make the mind race and i found that especially when you have the addiction and you're not playing a game your mind just gets out of control because it wants that constant stimulation so bad and you're right you can't sit in a room a room alone anymore with just your thoughts because it drives you crazy yeah i think i think most people uh, it's a lot harder than it seems it takes practice so i uh, you know if you can the yeah. challenge would be you know 10 minutes room nothing nobody just 10 minutes just sit down I, i'm all for the practice of meditation even if it's not you're not going hardcore, you know, medica- meditation. You know, no one said you had to shave your head and wear a robe and, you know, meditate eight, ten, eight hours a day or whatever it might be. You just have to, sometimes even that 10 minutes can really flip your entire day around if you start it with a little meditation. I'm all for that. Um, so just kind of going forward and looking at the mindset of a consumer and the mindset of a producer, we kind of talked a bit about mindsets just a minute ago with, you know, how in control of your mind are you? I guess, what would you say would be the differences? Like, how do you see the mindset of a consumer? And how is it different from the mindset of someone who thinks more like a producer? Um, yeah, so yeah, we related that uh, a little bit, I think, because you can still, you know, we're using these words a lot, but essentially it's um, getting, getting inf- um, inspiration from everything that you do cameras and videos like instead of being a passive you end up being an active member so even if you are just you know buying groceries and stuff like that um you know you you i guess pay attention to people more you pay attention to fashion you pay attention to um even cars on the road you know if you're driving you're like 
you know, you kind of can see the art and in, in mundane things, and uh, it's a good way to do it. Um, versus, you know, the mindset of uh, you know just going out into the world or doing a task simply to look forward to going home and being a consumer. Um, and I, I, I think too, it changes the mind because you know, and, and when I'm at work, you know, the things I look forward to is you know being able to uh, create something. Whereas before, it was being able to consume something, right? I mean, I was like, man, I can't wait to go home and play Destiny and stuff like that. But now it's like, no, I can't wait to go home and, uh, you know, practice. Uh, or even like, you know, I- I'm trying to learn how to do Rubik's Cube. Like, I can't wait to watch that video, finish out that video so I can learn how to do Rubik's Cube or do magic tricks and stuff like that. That's awesome. Do you, do you find, like, to me, you sound like a pretty positive guy and, and pretty, you know, sure about what you want from life and do you feel like maybe making that transition in mindset has helped you be more positive as well? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I wouldn't even say positive, but it just it gives you techniques and structures to solve your problems. Um, Resilience, maybe, you know, and, and you kind of, learn, like you said, you learn how to solve things. You, you start thinking differently. Uh, and I like that. It's kind of like you're giving yourself more options. You're giving yourself more power by, by thinking that way. So that's, that's really cool. I am curious if we could boil this all down and just have something that people could take away today. They want to make this transition. They feel like they consume too much and produce not enough. So they need to make that transition in their lives. If there was a set of steps that existed to making that transition, what would you say those steps would be? Yes. So, um, number one, uh, simply write, uh, write the, the, the 10 ideas or, or just, you know, and, and people, a lot of people say, write out your goals, write out your dreams, but it, it's so cliche, but, um, I, I would say write out these ideas in the morning. Um, just, 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 uh, just simple techniques. So 10 minutes, write it out. And from that, uh, the, the ideas will come, you know, the, the things that you're naturally passionate about will come. And I also want to, uh, and a lot of people say, you know, the cliche is uh, reading, reading books, right? But well, for me, what got me into reading books that I actually read, uh, I didn't read the technical books, you know, I didn't read the history of Christopher Columbus or anything like that. I actually started reading uh, books that I like and magazines that I like. So, uh, you know, I was, I think like I read like Jay-Z's book and stuff like that. Um, and so that's what I would say to people listening. You know, people say read a book. You know, you don't have to go out and read the entrepreneurial books. You could read, I would argue, um, comic books. Um, I would argue, uh, you know, uh, Playboy magazine, maybe, you know, stuff like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's, believe it or not, there's articles in those magazines. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's like some well-written articles. But, but like, I want to change people's mindset about reading books. So, like, you know, everybody, you know, grew up in school. You always were forced to read stuff you didn't care for at all so now as an adult you actually have an opportunity to read the things that you're interested in and yeah and it it doesn't have to be self-help uh you know just you know muscle it could literally be you know uh like i like reading slam magazine it's a good one right uh you know um, like like we're saying like you actually can read stuff you can enjoy and yeah just want to get that message out i see what you mean yep there's there is value in all types of literature like i can even relate that i'm reading a book right now that's very very old it's uh called dandelion wine it's written by ray bradbury i don't know if you've ever heard of him bradbury um honest i'll be honest i'm still just kind of like getting familiar with him this is the first book i've read of his but he's he's been around for a very very long time as an author and uh, I just read, heard of this book because it's just anecdotes from his childhood of growing up and, 
you know, a completely different time. It, and it just, the book kind of instills in you this, these memories of what it's like to be a kid again and like experiences all the senses of running outside in the summer and feeling the sun on your face and like, you know, rolling around in the dirt and fighting with your brother and just like all these things. It brings back all these feelings that as an adult, you sometimes lose. And even that is something that can be valuable to you because it, it unlocks this part of your brain that isn't active. So yes, there's, there's totally, totally so much value in picking up a book and reading something. And like you said, it could be anything, but uh, sometimes that's a good uh, you know, a uh, gateway into being more of a producer and thinking that way. But sorry, it's uh, a bit of a detour there. Let's get back on track. What else do you think are some of the steps that we can take to uh, to getting there, make that transition? Yeah, um, so another thing I got here is uh, how-to videos and documentaries. And so actually, um, this one, the hypothetical, uh, and this is for like high school students or, you know, middle school and stuff like that, because, you know, schooling and homework, it takes away a lot Uh uh, you know, a lot of cognition, but uh, if you actually look up, uh, you know, take advantage of how-to videos, you can learn so much, and uh, it can be anything from programming and coding, um, because, because a lot of people say, you know, oh, you know, how, do a how-to and learn how to do this, but one of the things that I actually did was uh, learn how to do magic tricks. I think what that that was one of those things where, you know, I was watching David Blaine, I was like, man, how, and you ask yourself, like, wait, how do they do those tricks? And I was like, wait a minute, how do I do those tricks? And you actually can look that up and stuff like that, so um, you know, from writing to reading to how to, and once you get into the atmosphere of how to, you know, that, that's where the real creation begins. Very cool. And there's definitely a lot to, well, there's a lot to learn from those and, and there's a lot being offered up to you as a, a consumer. You actually have so much power there because you think of how large YouTube is and how much there is, you could learn pretty much anything you want. Now there was a time when you not not even that long ago that wasn't available to us so readily so it's quite amazing i mean we, we take that for granted sometimes i think yeah yeah we do and um kind of like, like to get away from the cliche because anybody can, can tell you know oh look up how to learn how to pick up a new skill but so it doesn't it doesn't have to be so technical um and cause yeah. i'm trying to i'm trying to get away from the school the school mentality of oh you need to how you need to learn how to code you need to learn how to do I would argue do it yourself find your own way right yeah yeah like learn something that you actually truly enjoy um because it, it's so you know because uh, I remember in high school you know we did a um, uh, uh, mechanical class or school right you learn how to fix a car change a tire back then I, I could care less but now I'm like man I'm driving my own car like I actually want to learn how to change a tire just in case or uh, you right. know, see how a car works so. Uh, and the how-to videos, um, like the message would be: don't have it be technical. Have have it be something you enjoy. Uh, you know, le- learn how to fix a Rubik's cube, right? It's, it doesn't have to be a, a technical thing. No, it's uh, it definitely doesn't. I mean, you know, the more you're going to learn, obviously, the more your brain's going to grow, and the more you're, you know, you're going to make more neural connections. And generally, over time, you're just going to become smarter. Really, I mean, the thing with gaming that I think can we can fall into a bit of a trap where we don't really exercise our brain other than this one thing we've become really good at. And yeah, there are some skills that gaming teaches us. Like, you know, we've said it before, hand-eye coordination or maybe focus or, you know, eyesight or being able to spot patterns. Like all these different things, they're great. But if you're just practicing that one thing over and over again, you're not making new connections in the brain. It's like you said, you want to learn to 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 draw or 
garden or solve a Rubik's Cube. Those things aren't just going to happen by playing games all the time. No matter what skills and how valuable they may be that, you know, that come from games, you, you've got to branch out. And uh, like you said, find that thing that you're really passionate to learn about. Do you have any more uh, steps that you think someone could take to be more of a producer? Or what do you think? I, I, that that might be, uh, yeah, I think that's the set foundation there. And a solid one at that. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't need to be overly complex. It's really, I believe, simpler to get started on this transition than you might even think initially. So thank you very much for your insights on this. And, and again, this is RJ Carter with us here on the podcast. Tell us where can we find you on the internet to check out some of the things you're producing. Yeah, so uh, I'll, uh, you know, my, my email is uh, seven dancing in the rain seven, you know, no space at gmail.com. So if you guys can hit me up there with questions, content, productions, um, working on, you know, working on a blog, I'm still trying to get. Um, you know, we're working on scripts, writing out lyrics, and uh, uh, just kind of producing content. So I love to collaborate with anybody uh, on any subject to, you know, continue, uh, you know, producing. You know, of course, shout out to Cam and uh, the Game Curse community and Jason, um, you know, for the platform, the opportunity, the and just the, simply the time. Of course. And thanks for being here with us today. Now, before we go, though, I just want to mention that we'll be hearing from you over the next couple episodes because I really want to keep this theme of transitioning from consumer into producer. I want to keep it going on the podcast here, and we want to do that by bringing you on over the next couple episodes. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you, the listener, a scenario where, I don't know, let's say, for example, we take someone who is a competitive gamer who plays Overwatch daily okay so they consume a lot of overwatch but how are they producing how could someone in that scenario make the transition and we'll go through it step by step and give a hypothetical into how we could get from a to b and over the next few episodes we'll try out some different scenarios just to show you how you can do it for yourself and give you a little inspiration because like i said it's such an important thing to get into this mindset to become more of a producer and take control of your life and produce some things that you can be proud of, that you can look back on when some time has passed and know that you put that hard work in to make that thing happen and you feel fulfilled in your life. So RJ Carter, everybody, a big thank you again. Uh, thanks for coming on and, and joining us and we'll be hearing from you again very soon. For full-length episodes of the Game Quitters podcast, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash gamequitters. Or visit us online at www.gamequitters.com.